Ladies, welcome on in. It's an absolute pleasure and a delight to be here. It is autumn here in Sydney. It's beautiful. It's orange leaves everywhere you go. It's beautiful blue crisp sky. I just absolutely love autumn. So today we are here to talk about you landing a new leadership role. Well done. If that is you right now, congratulations. I want to send you all the congratulations I can from here in my studio to you. And I know that you're going to be really excited in this new position of leader. And I am sure you have a million ideas for what you want to do with the role, where you want to take your team and how you want to smash those targets. And I'm coming to you today to leap in and help you hopefully plan the coming weeks even more effectively. Because there are a few common mistakes, if you like, that I see new leaders can make in those first few weeks. And I really want to chat with you through them today so that you get off to a flying start. Everything we do in our coaching practice centers around effectively building your personal brand. And it's so important for your own credibility and reputation that you approach this new role with care from the get-go. Now, Simon Sinek, who's the leadership guru, I'm sure you see on LinkedIn. Oh my goodness, he's all over my feed. I just love some of the things that he comes out with. He has said this, great leaders truly care about those they are privileged to lead. And it's important to think of your new role as a privilege. Your role is to support and share a vision and to build and coach the people in the team to achieve great things, possibly to achieve outcomes that before now they never thought themselves capable. And that is a true privilege indeed. So let's talk about the first mistake and see if you can identify yourself in this one. Like I say, I want you to get off to a flying start. I don't want you to be making these kinds of mistakes. So I'm sharing them with you right now. So the first one that I see, I might have a new client who comes to work with me in my coaching business. I've just landed a new role, Rebecca. I'm so excited. I just want to rush in there and fix everything ASAP. So this is the common mistake that I see. We want to go in there. We want to fix everything, see all the problems. We want to just jump in there, get our hands dirty without taking sort of stock of that bigger picture. So taking on that new leadership role can absolutely be overwhelming. And I think that there's potentially so much that needs to happen. Like, what do you do first? And you want to try to avoid that compulsion to run around like a headless chicken and try to fix everything that you see as being broken all at once in those first few weeks of you being there. Instead, what I'd love to suggest that you do is to take a step back and be more strategic in how you look at the challenges that your team is currently facing. So the second tip, if you like, the common mistake that I see is really not understanding what you've inherited. So obviously you've inherited a team. Obviously the team has a history. You may or may not be aware of that history. And I think it can be a real mistake to try and put your own stamp on a new team without really fully understanding what your team has just been through. You know, have you been brought in, for example, because your predecessor, who was much loved by this team, by the way, has left the company? What potential holes has that left with the team? What emotions are they going through? Are they feeling abandoned, for example? Are they feeling lost? Are they feeling like, you know, you're in competition with their previous boss who they loved very much? And what's the impact of that? What is the emotional uh, process that your team is currently going through? Perhaps you're leading a team that has been newly united, if you like, because of a corporate merger. 
So perhaps you've got two different cultures merging together and that's a really kind of difficult thing to potentially work with. You know, maybe some people have had to be made redundant on the team as a result of a merger. What impact has that had on the feeling and the mood in the team? Perhaps the previous leader, for example, was toxic. Perhaps they were really difficult and were causing huge problems culturally within the team. These are all examples of significant change, turmoil, unrest, you know, uncertainty in the team. And I think you need to really have a think and a step back about what the mood is of your current team. What have they been going through? Do they need to be heard? Do they need your compassion? Do they need your support? Do they need your encouragement? Do they need your reassurance? What do they really need to hear? What do they need to see from you to feel supported and to feel like they're back on track? So I think that is the second big, big tip for you as new leader is to really understand, engage the feeling and the emotion and the um, experiences of this team before you just go in there and try and fix everything. Okay. So it's really important that you listen and you ask them questions. You, you listen to where they are and what they're looking for and what they're struggling with right now. The third tip that I wanted to share with you in this mistake to avoid is not taking the time early on to get to know the team. And that might sound super obvious, but I find it's really fascinating how many times I have those conversations with leaders where they don't seem to have a really good understanding of individuals within the team. They have a good generic understanding of what the team's all about and what the team's looking to achieve, the sort of rational, practical side of things, but they don't have that really in-depth understanding of the individual players. And that's super duper important. And you can start that process from the get-go. From day one, you can start to have those one-to-one meetings with people in your team to start really understanding where they're coming from and what they need. So like I say, every individual in the team has their own values. They have their own ambitions. They have their own challenges. They have their own concerns. And it's up to you as their leader to take stock of those things, to care about those things as much as those people care about them too, so that those people feel, you know, uh, loved, cared for, they feel a sense of belonging. And that sort of sense of belonging is so important to so many people, Um, whether we feel it with our families or whether we feel it with our loved ones or whether we feel it at work. A lot of people need that sense of belonging. And if they're not getting it from their team, where else are they going to get it from? So it's important that you take that time early on to speak to each individual in those coming weeks and really listen to them, really understand their needs and genuinely take an interest in what matters most to them. Because maybe as their their leader, you can actually support them to achieve more of their ambitions and to help meet more of their needs. And that will result in a more engaged team, cohesive team. And that's obviously ultimately what you really, really want. So They say, don't they, that the things that are worth doing take effort, they take time, they take energy, they take thought and process. And I think building those relationships individually with team members is super duper important. If you have a a really, really massive team, obviously talk first with the most senior people within the team and get a gauge from them as to what's going on. But make sure you do your due diligence and speak to people all the way through the group to make sure that everybody feels heard and connected. So hopefully that has given you a really good starting point and some ideas as to what mistakes to avoid when you start that new role in the first weeks, months of your new role, and to give you some understanding of some of the strategies that you can employ instead. And look, if you're looking for support and coaching 
in your new role as leader, then we actually have two phenomenal coaching programs here at Illuminate Personal Growth that I think would be really fantastic for you and be really interesting. I'm going to just talk about them a little bit today on the show. I don't normally talk about our coaching programs, but I think it's worthwhile because it's absolutely connected to this uh, topic. So, you know, one of our coaching programs is called the Personal Branding Blueprint, and that's a phenomenal uh, coaching program that you work through to help you understand how you want to show up at work and how do you want to be seen as that leader because there can be that disconnect if you like between how you think you're being perceived and how you actually are being perceived so that's the personal branding blueprint we also have the new leader success system which is a phenomenal executive coaching program to help new leaders really build and understand the strategy of what they're doing and to give them that overview of the organization and its objectives and how the team is essentially delivering against those objectives as well as giving you insight in how to manage up effectively and influence those key stakeholders around you, as well as those skills to actually build a trusting and engaged team. So there are coaching programs there and coaching support for you if it's something that you're looking for. And in the first instance, the best thing to do is always to have a chat with me and to arrange a free strategy call with me. They're 50 minutes long. It's a good place for us to start and for us to see if we're a good fit for one another because that's super duper important that it works both ways. And also, it's a chance for us to just see if, you know, I'm the right coach for you because I'm definitely not the right coach for everybody. And it's a really good starting point. So book one of our 15-minute career strategy calls. I will put the link into the show notes if that's something you want to do. And if you're not ready to do that yet, because I urge you not to take one of those calls unless you absolutely are ready to talk to a coach and you really want to address your career right now, then you might just want to get one of our free resources, which is called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. It is available by going to rebeccasfreegift.com and you'll be able to get that straight to your inbox and start working through those seven strategies, which are proven excellent strategies that you can start employing exactly right today and start building that brand and building your credibility and visibility within your company. If you are loving our podcast, please, please subscribe. Please send links of different episodes to your friends and spread the word about what we're doing and the work that we're doing because it's so important. Help me empower more women. That is my absolute mission. That is the mission I was born to do. And Obviously, you can leave us a review too on Apple Podcasts. We love reviews. They're like gold and they really help to um, explain the value of this show to other women out there. So again, help me empower other women to just live their true potential and really feel and demonstrate their true value to the world. As ever, thank you so much for joining me. I love coming here every single week. I love thinking that you're listening and maybe taking notes about some of the ideas that we're sharing and actually applying them in the real world because nothing that we say here is of use unless you go out there and apply the learning and see what happens in the real world out there. So thank you, ladies. It's been a delight. It's been a pleasure. I love you very much. And I will speak to you very soon.